Assalamualaikum. It is Tuesday, the 1st of February 2022. And in our series, Reflections on the Holy Quran, this is broadcast number 296. And uh, today we'll uh, start considering the words of uh, um, chapter 2, Al-Baqarah, verse 98. And this is the first part of that, uh, uh, that series or sub-series. Just to remind you that uh, these broadcasts are brought to you by the Lahore MDA community which was established by Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed of Qadiyan. And he taught us that although other Muslims want to bring another Prophet after the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the Holy Quran says that the Holy Prophet was Khatamun Nabiyyin and the Holy Prophet himself explained the, the meanings of the, this expression by saying, La Nabi Abadi, there is no prophet after me. So now no prophet can come, whether an old one or a new one. And uh, the Holy Prophet Muhammad, the Hazrat Muhammad pointed this out, that the Holy Prophet Muhammad also said, that when reform is needed, then reformers, Mujaddadeen, will appear amongst the Muslims. Uh, and of course, this, this will lead to disagreement. The reformer will say that what you're doing is wrong and people will say, well, we found our fathers and grandfathers doing this, or so you're telling me that they were wrong and so on. And... Uh, uh, but the Holy Prophet Muhammad said that this, these differences do not entitle one reciter of the Kalima to say to another reciter of the Kalima, you are not a Muslim. Because the Holy Prophet said that if one reciter of the Kalima says this, then heresy returns to the person who said. And again, Hazrat uh, Mirza Ghulam Ahmed pointed out that Muslims say some prophetic revelation is missing from the Holy Quran. They say things like uh, Ayar Rajam, Sudhavalai, etc. are not in the Holy Quran. But he said, all prophet, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said, all prophetic revelation is in the Holy Quran because God says that I have revealed it and I will guard it. So how can it be that he sent some revelation and it's missing and God is guarding? Similarly, Hazrat Mirza Ghulam Ahmed said that there are Muslims who say that parts of the Holy Quran are abrogated. And he said this is totally untrue. Nothing that has been revealed to the Holy Prophet and is in the Quran 
was, is, or ever will be abrogated. And Hazrat uh, also said that uh, jihad is a fundamental duty of every Muslim. But jihad is defined by the Holy Prophet Muhammad وسلم, who when returning from fighting said that Muslims were returning from the minor jihad to the major jihad and then went on to explain that the major jihad is jihad bin nafs, jihad with your own selves, jihad with your own souls. That is the major jihad. Without conducting that, you can't even conduct jihad asghar or the minor jihad. You take an example. You go out to fight the uh, uh, enemy, whoever it is, and the enemy says, come and join us. And this has actually happened. And we'll make you the head of state if we win. Now you have to do jihad bin nafs. If you don't do that, then you wouldn't be doing jihad e sagir or fighting for Islam against enemies of Islam. Anyway, let's go to uh, <clears throat> chapter 2 verse 98 of the Holy Quran and see what we shall know. The marker is in the wrong place. Let's put the marker in the correct place first. If we can find it. Right, here we are. That's better. <laughs> Bismillahir Rahmanir Rahim Man kana aduwallillahi wa malaikatihi wa rusulihi wa jibrila wa mikala fa innallaha aduwallillahafirin Whoever is an enemy to Allah, whoever is an enemy to Allah and his angels and his messengers and Gabriel and Mikal, then surely Allah is an enemy to disbelievers. So we won't look at Mankana, which is the equivalent of whoever is. And uh, the first word we look at is Aduvan. <clears throat> so let's have a look at what that tells us. Its triliteral uh, uh, tri root is Ain, Dal, Va. And um, <clears throat> it occurs uh, the, 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 the words made from this triliteral root occur um, 
106 times in the Holy Quran. And uh, thir- in 13 different forms or this mustard, this, this uh, sorry, trilateral root um, is found with words uh, combined in 13 different ways um, in the Holy Quran. So 50 times, I said 106 times total, 50, which is half of it, um, is Aduva. And then 15 times you have Itada. So that's 565, and then you have uh, smaller occurrences. Six times, Adavat. That word is in Urdu as well. It means enmity. Uh, six times, uh, and then oh, actually, yeah, I missed this. Eight times, Udavan, and then six times, Muqtadin. And that is in Urdu as well, uh, and so on. And three times it's Muqtad, and that is in Urdu as well. So, let us see what these words mean, what their significance is. The main significance or the meaning is that uh, uh, distancing, creating a distance or distancing people. So uh, if you have Um, two pieces of wood and you put another wood, piece of wood between them to create distance, you'll have al-aldaya. That's created distance. So, because the basic idea this is trying to give is the two things are not close. That is why these give the idea of enmity and enemy. Agdhuvan is an enemy. And it is the antonym of Sadiqan, which is friend, or Waliyan, which means helper supporter. So it is the opposite of both of those. And uh, <clears throat> Imam Raghav has said that uh, um, it means of the one means um, to exceed the boundaries, to exceed the bounds. And it also means 
not to have mutual confidence or relations and uh, and so on. So, uh, where are we? If we get, if I can find it, let us see what the Holy Quran says that this word means. Let's see. So, as I said, it means, you know, uh, to exceeding the the boundaries uh, and not having mutual confidence, mutual relationships, mutual affinity together. And um, if it's related to the way you feel, then it's called Adavatan and Muadatun. And uh, if it's interference in justice and so on that is required, then you say Udvanun and also Adhvun. For example, Faya Sabbullaha Adhvan Bihayri Alim. Chapter 6, verse 108. They may not, without realizing, without having knowledge, um, use derogatory, disrespectful words, language for Allah. And you can see what lesson this verse of the Holy Quran is trying to teach the Muslims. That here are people who worship idols. And what is God saying? Don't even use derogatory language for what they worship. Because it may be that this annoys them and they in turn disrespect Allah. And you can see, you see, this, this is a clear example of how the Holy Quran tries to create peace and harmony between people. What will happen? It doesn't matter whether the God is false or true or whatever it is or, um, you know, um, but if you disrespect, if you insult those that other people hold in high regard, what are they going to do? They're going to turn around and they're going to insult Allah. They're going to insult that or those whom you hold in high regard and respect. 
And you see, we Muslims have this habit of doing this, don't we? We think we are better than everyone else, we are superior to everyone else, and we go around strutting about like peacocks arrogantly, insulting other people, their beliefs, their customs, and so on. You see, Lahore Amdiyam movement is not about, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, sort of uh, falsely pretending things. But what we are about is that when you talk to people, talk to them in a way that doesn't put them off, that attracts you to it, that attracts them to Islam. If you go about poking fun at them, being arrogant, what are they going to do? The best thing they'll do is they'll close their eyes and ears and your words will just go over their heads because they'll just ignore you. And this is also the first statement of secularism. In Muslim countries, people arrogantly, derogatorily talk about secularism. But what is secularism? That is secularism. That's a statement of secularism. The Holy Prophet, when he set up the state of Medina that people keep talking about, Oh, if we only have the state of Medina, everything would be fine. Yes, you're quite right. But a basic condition of that treaty, of that constitution that everyone signed, well, if not everyone, then all the, uh, the leaders of communities, it said everyone's free to uh, hold and preach and propagate uh, their religion and practice it. The state of Medina will have nothing to do with that. As long as you are loyal to the state of Medina, as long as you don't connive and plan with its enemies. That is the first time a state was based on the idea that as long as people are loyal to you, then it's not for you to interfere in their religion or beliefs and practices and so on. And yet, without understanding, we denigrate that idea and we poke fun and fun at it and, and, and so on. But that although literally that verse talks about deities which are worshipped, it can also be taken to mean the ideas that people hold dear, which is quite close to worshipping worshiping someone. You know, we have these the, the, uh, normal phrases, don't we? 
he worships the ground she walks on. And that kind of thing. Anyway, <clears throat> so chapter 7, verse 24, the Holy Quran says, Badukum li badin adun. And from now, some of you will be enemies of others. Adun. So here the word is used to mean enemies. Yama Yoksharu Ahada Ullah chapter forty one verse nineteen. And the day when God's enemies Ahada Ullah will be taken to punishment, taken to hell. Now, <clears throat> this concept of uh, uh, enemy, al-adullu, there are two types. One who set out to damage you and hurt you. As the Holy Quran says in chapter uh, 4, verse 92, Wa in kana min min And if the, uh, the person killed is from among your enemies, now these are people who are openly your enemies. And then chapter 24, verse 31, Ya Allah And from the sinners we made people enemies of the prophets. So these people are openly. inimical to God's message, God's messengers, and so on. Aduvan shayatinal insival jinni And devils and jinns, they are every messenger's enemies. Now hey, devils, shayateen, nal ins. That means devils from, from among the people. Or in other words, uh, people who have devils, uh, devilish inclinations or nature. Jinn we'll discuss in more detail when we come to it, but it also means things you cannot see. So this can mean that there are some people of uh, that you can see whose nature is like that of the devil and some people you cannot see. 
and God has made from them enemies. So these are openly enemies and um, in a way it is easy to defend yourself against such enemies because they are openly enemies and you can see that they are and you will be careful of them from them if they ask you to do something, you say, oh, why is he asking me to do this? You know, he must have some ulterior motive. But then there are those who don't deliberately set out to be your enemies. But what they do, what they do hurts you in the same way as an action by an enemy. And in chapter 26, verse uh, 77, this is referred to as for innahum adulli illa rabbal alami. They are my enemies, but for rabbal alami, Allah, God. So, but he is my friend. But an interesting one is the Holy Quran says about uh, children. Chapter 60, chapter 64, verse 14. <laughs> They are, among them are your enemies, so guard against them, be careful with them. So this will surprise you. You will say, you know, uh, <clears throat> children, you make all kinds of sacrifices for children and uh, etc. And, uh, you know, uh, you uh, make sure that they're properly fed, even if you are hungry and so on and so forth. Barring a few bad parents, of course. So how can they be your enemies? The point is that they don't set out to hurt you. But what they do actually hurts you in the same way as if they had set out to damage you and hurt you. An example is that, you know, um, your son goes out and for some reason he kills someone. There are no witnesses, but suspicion falls on him for some reason. And he says, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I was with dad. Or I was with mum. I was there all evening. We were sitting watching television. Go and ask them. Now what do you do? 
What are you going to do? The police come to your door and if you speak the truth, your son may go to prison for, I don't know, 10 years, 20 years or in some countries. They may hang him. But then on the other hand, the Holy Quran says, bear witness, bear true witness, even if it's against those that you love. So your child has hurt you in the same way as an outright enemy would have hurt you. And uh, well, you'll have to decide whatever you decide. And I'm proud to say that in the Lahore Amdiya community, I have personal experience of our elders who spoke the truth who gave true evidence even against their near and dear ones, their children. And that was the difference that the promised Messiah made. That we didn't just read the Holy Quran, bear true witness and moved on. Our elders implemented that in their lives. With the that our half hour is up, so I take my leave of you with the prayer that whoever you are and wherever you may be, may Allah protect the whole of humanity from harm and damage. Assalamu alaikum, khuda hafiz, goodbye.